First things first, I pop up. Freaks all the honeys, dummies, playboy bunnies, those wanting money. Those the ones I like, cause they don't get Nathan but penetration. Unless it smells like sanitation, garbage, I turn like doorknobs. Heart throb never, black and ugly as ever. However, I stay Gucci down to the socks. Rings and watch filled with rocks. Sorry, I'm late, I just don't give a fuck. One, check two, three, go. Hey yo, hey yo, hey yo! You work, rocking with the best known unknown podcast on the internet? It's late to work now. Live with episode number sixteen. It's your boy Money Mitch, aka Light Skin Lear, aka Mitch Gaines, aka Mitch Skin Messiah, aka Daddy Longstroke, the motherfucking clitoris wrangler, aka <laughs> Light Skin Lord of the Flies. We out here. You can catch me on social media at mgainer22 or at mlgainer22, depending on your preferred social media platform. I'm here rocking with my right hand man, the funniest man in Rhode Island. It's at only Chris Allen. AKA the one only Chris Thomas. Find him on Facebook, Twitter, wherever your social media is at, or come into a comedy club near you. If you're here in New England, you like funny niggas. Chris, what, what you up to lately, man? Uh, nothing much, man. Just got back from Cleveland uh, for the holidays and shit. Uh, was out there kicking in with the fam, doing all that shit, man. Now I'm back. I'm at, uh, if you're in the Rhode Island area, I am performing at the Comedy Connection this Sunday, so stop through if you're that bitch. But if you are a bitch, also stop through because, you know. Because I like titties. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, bitches is always rocking, man. And I'm not, I mean, like, bitches is not like bitch. Bitches yeah, is just no. like, it's a weird, like, like you can call someone a bitch, but yeah. it doesn't mean like bitch. It, that's what I mean. Like, bitch is a weird term because it's like, it, if you call a man a bitch, it's like, yeah, it's blatantly derogatory. Yeah. But a lot of times I call women bitches, I'm not really calling yeah, you a bitch. Exactly. I'm just like, yeah, stop being a bitch. Language but, is weird. Yeah, you know? But yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like the nigga conversation. I feel like bitch is women's nigga. Yeah, it is. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, boy, you are not allowed to say that shit. Exactly. Like, no, nah, actually, that's probably cunt. That, that's, that's yeah. like, yeah. The, cunt that's is the pain. female yeah. nigga. Like, you drop the C-bomb in a yeah. room full of women, your think, night's over. Well, you know? Women can't even, like... That's like, what I mean. I, like, that word word's weird for me. Like, even... It's weird for me, like, even when women say it, because it's just, like, because the weight of it. I'm just like, yeah, I don't like that word. It's like, kind of <laughs> like, have you ever said nigger around, like, older black people who don't say nigger anymore? Or uh, never did? It's, like, very, like... You well, I have. Like, well, black people I don't know. Like, like I've been like, oh, this dude looks like he was active in the civil rights. Yeah. And I said it, and I felt, like, uncomfortable. And he kind of shot you at look like, boy. Yeah, exactly, like... Yeah. But uh, like he like he got caught with a rock one time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's like and that shit stings you. And that's yeah. I feel like it's the same thing with the cunt thing. Like yeah. you say it in the wrong place. Like yeah, some people like laughing off on wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Like, mm, not good. Yeah, um, but language is weird. I feel like language. People just need to say whatever they want to say. Like I, I find it weird that like sounds that come out of like fucking humans' mouth makes people offended and shit like that. Eh, I mean but that's a I understand slope. it. Yeah, <laughs> I understand it. But like the fact that there's bad words like don't say the f word, don't say yeah. the b words. It's like, dude, these are just sounds that are coming out of people's mouths. Like I look, intent is what matters to me more than anything yeah, else. Con- context is everything, man. Like yeah. every, every, you know, all words have a million different meanings depending on how you say them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's funny actually. Uh, with the sales training exercise, I forget the fucking sentence but it's like it's a sentence you read it out and depending on what emph- like which words you put the emphasis on yeah. then it's a whole different sentence yeah and, uh, uh, I didn't I didn't say you stole that money mm-hmm. it's because it's like I didn't say you stole that money it's like mm-hmm. somebody else might have said it right oh yeah but I didn't say 
I didn't say you stole that money. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's a whole different. You know, the the way you emphasize the word, the way the context in which you say something and whatever. You know what I mean? It changes the conversation entirely. Yeah. However, since we are talking about words you can't say, women and black people, it's a great intro to our first topic of the day: uh, topic. the royal wedding. First topic. Drum roll on this wicked sense of brand new mic. Before we get into anything, shout out to our. Semi sponsored Samson? Yeah, no, Samson is our. So that's the yeah, right? only like, people who are supporting us. So. Yeah, shout out to Samson, Mad Free Gear. These headphones is tight as fuck. Yeah, like, this sure. mic is unbelievable. That's why you're hearing us in this crystal clear, high def motherfucking audio. <laughs> Sorry that I'm mad loud now. Uh, but yeah, so the Royal Wedding, uh, Prince Harry got engaged. Yeah. I don't think typically two niggas from New England would give a fuck about the white dude from England getting married. But my man, his wife and day. Like, there's the thing. I can't give a fraction of fuck about, <laughs> like, the England royal family, English royal family, or British royal. I don't give a shit. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the weirdest thing in, in the world to me that these people are still have, like, Kings and queens and princes. What like do they do? Just now? they don't do shit because they don't have like political power, right? N- I think they have influence and shit. I mean, but that's what I mean. Like how? But like, it's what? like ceremony is. Yeah, like, like yeah. it's just people just. Res- it's literally you just respecting the crown. Exactly. Like I think <laughs> like, they put have, some respect. My goddamn name. My name is Harry. You will get this shit right. They do have like some form. Obviously, they have some form of political role. Um, and influence, and it's weird because there's like, because I was I was in London a couple months ago, and so like they have like royal family who are not active in the royal family, so they may have like people who are royalty and just work civilian jobs, and then they have people like the royal family, like Prince Harry and shit, who are like active, so they have a job that's like surrounded that family, and like I think there's there's aspects of about it that's political and shit, but it's just like it's weird. Yeah, I, I, I think know. it's I think it's it's more it's like they have castles and shit and they have whole dinners with like like influential politicians. Yeah, like they just flew to Obama not that long ago. Yeah, it's like, like a month ago. What? Why do people do you take these people serious? I mean, I guess my question and this is like I said, I know nothing about these people. Yeah, they, I haven't people a, England, I haven't like, a clue. Assholes. Right, like all I know is like he kind of looks like Ron from Harry Potter. That's yeah. about all I know about Prince Harry. And I guess he used to be. The wild party boy. Where I can imagine. Uh, there was like mad tab. Uh, actually, there was. Uh, I just saw this the other day. And I remember it happening, but I didn't give a fuck because it was the Prince of England. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he went to like some Halloween party one year, like dressed as an actual Nazi. Really? Like arm band, full tan suit, the whole shit. So I mean, this is what I mean. Like he's a kind of a character to begin with. Yeah, he's probably like a huge dick. Like in part. Well, and no, I, I thought he was like a really nice guy. Yeah, I mean, he's just well, like he, he's like a bro, he's like a bro. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's like that bro I mean. who like yeah. probably pushes it a little too far sometimes. Yeah, like exactly. he's probably got a couple DUIs. Like my nigga definitely did coke off girls' ass and like a weird party. You know what I mean? Like he's that guy. Yeah, he's not a bad dude. Nah. He just mm, yeah. pushes the, push the limit a little bit. Yeah. It's like most most of my white friends. Uh, so I say all to say, he is marrying Meghan Merkel? Merkel. Merkel? Yeah, Merkel? She's fine as hell, too. So, do you I, watch Suits? Do you, no, have, I, don't, I don't watch that. No, so I, I watched the first two. It was like my favorite show on TV when it came right. out. I was uh, seeing... Yeah. Not dating, not sleeping with. Just, I, it was a weird thing. My boss at the time, uh-huh. uh, and so we like that was our thing. Like we closed the bar like Wednesday nights because we worked at a bar. We closed the bar uh-huh. or Tuesday nights, whatever night it was on. We go home to her place, like grab pizza on the way, bottle of wine, go like cuddle and watch Suits. That was uh-huh. my shit. Yeah, and so like. That's been Rachel from Suits forever, yeah. and yeah. like I stopped watching Suits, and I still like that is like entertainment bit. Yeah. She is the best looking per- and like the girl has a Colgate ad for a fucking smile. Mm. You know what I mean? It just and it doesn't like 
you see all these people, and I guess that one of the things we should get to is like all these racist comments from fucking British white dudes flipping out about him. Dating, oh, like, man. oh, I yeah. assume that was uncomfortable. Oh, niggas is like wilding. But he, here's what I found funny: it's like they'll go in and be like, "Yo, Harry's a race traitor. Harry's marrying a nigger into the family." Blah 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 blah. And as soon as somebody goes to like point out how unattractive she is, yeah. it's she looks you know washed up. He, she's two years older than him. She she looks average. Nobody can even say she's ugly. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't even look at that woman with all the hate in your heart, all yeah. the vile you want. You have that fucking Twitter troll, like, all I do is hate on people from behind a keyboard all yeah. day. That guy can't find it in him to call those that woman ugly. Uh, yeah. That's how you know you're goddamn beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And, and, Oh, I'm sure. And I'm sure she's much more than that. I know nothing about and, her other than and, she was on Suits. And the thing is, like, he's a- absolutely dating out of his league. Like, oh if that yeah, dude, if that dude was like uh, just a regular accountant. Like, I, no way he's pulling that. But I don't know. Like, that, I think that's what makes it so cool. Is like, hey, she seems she seems like somebody who would date dudes like him if they weren't famous. But it seems fitting that he is. There's a lot. If, if he if he wasn't famous, no, but that, no, but that's what I mean. Like if if he was just you know fucking you know, Ron Mary Potter guy, you know Rupert yeah. Grant like walking down the street looking a little disheveled, grinch, yeah. you know uh, Ed Sheeran before he got famous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fucking you think, half you homeless think he's and shit. That? Uh, I, I think, like, he has a type of appeal that appeals to women, I think, like her, mm-hmm. but I don't know nearly enough about her to make yeah, a I don't know characterization. But I, that's what I mean. I'm spitballing here. But, like, if I, I've seen that. Yeah. I've definitely seen, like, r- very pretty, racially ambiguous person yeah. with very kind of homely but cute in a homely way, white people. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. I've dated that. Shit, yeah. who am I kidding? <laughs> I'm a very pretty, racially ambiguous person. I've dated some, like, pretty mediocre-looking white people who are, like, cute in a homely way. Like, that was my type for a long time. Right. That's not my type, Carly. My girlfriend don't take that weird. <laughs> uh, but no, nah, like, no, nah, that was definitely my type for a minute. Yeah, no, that was Slid to the exes. Ah, yeah, I guess personality does. Like, you, if you meet someone in the right situation, you like getting on. They're freaking dope, and they got like a, a, a dope perspective on the world. Then it makes them hotter. Yeah. Like, it makes oh, you forget. Sure. Like, uh, like that's how I get over. Cause I'm like, I don't look that good, but like, I'm sit down. <laughs> like, I can make some shit happen. Like, I can tell a few jokes. It, it'll work out, man. Give me like, ten minutes. We'll yeah, be exactly. That dude. That's dude. I'm historically, historically. Bad at clubs because clubs oh, yeah. just the music is rocket. I don't have club swag like I don't. That's not for me. You know what's funny about that? I have all the club swag, just no club closing like move. Oh, so well, I'm like I walk in the club like not that I'm like hella confident doing the club yeah. like I'm definitely like I'm me. Yeah. Uh, but like we we have a couple of drinks where we doing some shit whatever. Yeah. Uh, and like we get in the club once the music starts flowing, the drinks start flowing whatever. Yeah. I'm on the dance floor from whenever we show up to last call. Where? And I'm out here like there's circles around. I'm dancing with women. I'm passing them off to friends. I'm pulling their friends in. I'm pulling in people who don't like to dance. That's like my mo at the club. Yeah. But the minute, like, cool, I'm kind of tired, like, I need to take a break from dancing, like, mm-hmm. let me, like, try to go, like, talk to this girl in my clothes, I've got nothing for that. Yeah. So it's like, uh, so what did you study in college? Yeah. And we're, like, at a nightclub, just... Yeah. <laughs> See, like, I, doesn't I, work. I get nothing, like, that's my worst point, but, like, I have nothing even before then. Like, I have just, like, I don't, I don't want to be, like, I don't want to sit on the dance floor and dance with you. I just want to sit in my section and, like, drink and, like, chill my out. My nigga like, said my section. Dude, I don't like going to the clubs unless we, like, have a Flex section. Them. 
No, it's it just, suction. It's just, I'm an old man. Like I'm like, I don't want to be out. I don't, I don't like my shoes with these plebeians. Dude, I just don't like my shoes getting stepped on. I don't like get bumped into it. I don't like just like I like. To you chill. might be the blackest friend I have. I don't like my shoes getting stepped I on, so I get an eight hundred dollar VIP table. <laughs> I'm, I'm not buying it myself. Like we pull this shit together. <laughs> Nigga, have you been out in a Boston club? It's eight hundred pooling. Yeah. At, <laughs> no, that, no, you can get like certain. I don't want to go into. Yeah, but like, uh, no, my favorite, point. like one of my favorite spots in Boston is like a Storyville. You get like a, really? Yeah, like dude, the one like. See, that's funny because I get we'll talk off air, but I got to connect to Storyville. Like, where, oh, yeah, dude, it's sick. Like bottles are relatively cheap. They let you like you can wear whatever. They're not like yeah. super like oh no hats and shit like that. See, whatever. that's why I like it because I stay. It's funny because now we're on camera and I'm out here with no fit on <laughs> for the first time like that. But like. My hat game is like I have like 70, 80 hats. Like yeah. I'm always out with the fitted. Yeah, you know how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I never <laughs> seen you without a Brixton on. Exactly. <laughs> and like, which is nuts. Like I'm finally like my hair not right now, but it's like it's finally like where I'm like, all right, man, I don't mind my hair like right now. Like I got my hairstyle down, but I'm like I'm still just comfortable with hats. <laughs> That's how I am. It's like my hair is 13 inches long. I yeah. still wear hats. Like, you invested in your hair, yeah. like still. I don't wear hat anyway. But uh, no, Storyville and the music is dope and mm. like there's bad chicks there. Like I have no complaint. Like Storyville is and you can get like cheap table and shit and just chill out, dude. And yo, my my Storyville swag is actually better than my normal club swag. Really? Like, yeah, man. That's like home court actually when I'm out. Huh. <laughs> All right, we definitely gonna need to link up then. I did oh, yeah. not know this about you, dude. Yeah, because that oh, like. Yeah. Storyville is my, like, if I'm not plotting a night to go, like, yeah. if I'm, like, plotting a night and, like, okay, I'm buying tickets to maybe, like, a show or something or I'm getting a table somewhere or mm-hmm. whatever, but if it's just a night, like, we out at the bars and, like, fuck it, like, let's go to the club yeah. at, like, 10, 11, whatever, uh-huh. like, Storyville is always my move because, yeah. like, I'm always on Boyle Street. It's right around the corner. I, I know a couple of the people there. I always run into people I know at Storyville. Yeah. So, I like, last time I was at Storyville, this was actually really funny, uh... I don't watch any of that, like, MTV bullshit shows, like, uh-huh. you know, Are You the One in Real World and yeah. all that shit. Uh, and so, my roommate who watches this tells me one day, there's a kid from, like, Salem on there, from Salem, Mass, where mm-hmm. I'm from. I'm like, oh, no shit, like, that's cool, whatever. And, I, like, he throws it on one day, and it's in the background, I look up, and this nigga used to, like, come to my barbershop. Word. And so, I like, I, I, you know, knew Dario from back, like, I think he was probably in, like, high school when I met him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I was, I was a freshman, sophomore in college or something. So, I'd see him around the barbershop, like, say what up. Like, I don't, like, know him like that, but I'd, like, see him around and shit. Yeah. So, I'm like, oh, shit, like, I know and now he's like one of these like MTV person you know oh, wow. he's been on four or five different shows like he's yeah. now a real estate agent in like LA and Las Vegas and some uh, shit he's doing like really well yeah. uh, and so people like know him from this shit and he's back home for his birthday yeah. and he's out in Storyville so we like I didn't know this but we like come into Storyville yeah. and they got the sparklers out and people's like oh my god look at this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like trying to wade through this crowd and all of a sudden like bump into this dude whoever's like something around and he turns around and started. I was like the first guy uh, and he's there with like you know a bunch of kids from like I used to play flag football with like all like my like homies from back in the day like kids yeah. I've seen since I was like 19, 20 years old. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like this is like a reunion. It's like every time I'm there, it's like it's like, always somebody I know. An accidental reunion, which yeah, it, which includes like you know. And it's like people, are, yeah, I didn't even like like it's not like we were like besties or anything yeah. like, or any of those people. But it's like oh, I, you know, played on, played on a team with you for two years. I worked with this guy. I sold this nigga weed. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I know fourteen people in this club, none of which did I know knew each other. Yeah. Half of which are here together, half of which aren't. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm here with nine of my friends. Yeah. You know, oh, it's like. Anyway, we just gave Storyville the wild promo. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, catch us at Storyville <laughs> next Tuesday night. That's where we'll be recording live. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. So, uh, 
Storyville dope. Liberty's yes. dope too. If you ever in Boston, like yes. Liberty Hotel. Just uh, I got choked out last time at the Liberty Hotel. So really, uh, uh, yeah, we'll by bouncer. Oh right. Oh yeah. Oh, I got. I was talking wild that. Class, I got yeah, that's for another that. time. All right, but okay, back to the, the uh, Prince Harry and <laughs> yes. Michael. Okay, this is like for me. This for the world. This is like the world. The world needs us. The world needs us. This is like the the white dude in the racist family that brings home like the black chick yeah. for the world. But like he like the black chick you can bring home. Exactly. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like she didn't. He didn't bring home like like Cardi B. Let me ask you like, like not, not, Cardi B not, not to get on tangential. You you date white women? Yeah, I, I've seen your type. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> how's that? How's that go over when you show up home? Because I feel like you're very like you're a very acceptable boyfriend to bring home guy. When but I then, go home with them or when they come home with me? When you go home with them. Oh, when I go home with... It's... I haven't... Look, here, here. I'm like, like, how do you think this is going for Megan? Like, how... Like, date... Like, first time she meets always, the queen. Imagine that. Like, it's, it's, I'm gonna meet dude's mom. It's the queen of England. Yeah, it's... For me, it's always weird because culturally, there is a huge gap from, like, my family and their family. My family is super open and super wild. Like... You can say ridiculous stuff. They may talk shit about you after you leave, but like they're gonna have fun with you. It's gonna be open. So I, it's weird for me like to go and, to meet someone else. I don't. I don't like meeting anyone's parents. Like you, I don't like other how many girlfriend's family. parents have you met? Like how many times have you done that? Maybe two. Jeez, really? Yeah, not a lot. Good for you, man. I know, guy. dude. I don't well like done. look. Look, when you're invited, dude. No one wants to meet your parents. Like no. I'll meet your parents. Like may, hopefully some some of them are cool or whatever. And I, but like. I just, you, like most people don't like their own family. Yeah. Like now you're inviting me. My, my girlfriend like, just met my parents for the first time at Thanksgiving. We've been dating a year. Yeah. I thought th- that was too soon. Yeah, but like you know, but I'll do it. Like it's, mm. because girls like want. It's how they know like how everything's unmatched. It's how yeah. they see the future in it or there's not a future. And, and like likewise, like there's a lot to be gained from meeting a girl's family. Yeah, and I haven't met a girl's parents in in uh, long enough to know how it's gonna go now. Like, because when you become, like, once you get past a certain age, like, you're more comfortable in yourself. So, I look at someone who is an adult. I just look at them like, oh, this is my dad, Jerry. Like, yeah. oh, what up, Jerry? Like, I work with a dude. Yeah. Like, you realize, you don't, there's no weight in age. Like, you, I've worked with people. I've worked with people who are, like, 50, 60-year-old. And they're just, like, they're, like, 12-year-olds, man. See, it's I, like, I think that's where it's really started to settle in for me is, like, yeah. I I've always worked with people who are older, and I, I that was the disconnect for me. It was like I there was like that you know respect your elders. These people know more than me. You know they're twenty years my senior. Now that I'm older, I work with a lot of people yeah. who are either my age or younger, yeah. and like it really like there there was no difference. Yeah. I don't, if you're twenty four, you're thirty eight. Like really like the differential is are you over twenty four mm-hmm. or twenty five maybe, yeah. and do you have kids yet? Yeah, exactly. And and, <laughs> and here's the okay. So to answer your question, uh, it's always been awkward. Um, it's been awkward because we're if, if I went home with if, if if there's a race difference culturally there's a big gap um, and it's I'm I'll take part of that because mm. I don't I don't know how they see me and I I'm yeah. trying to look at them how they see me and there's it's a sensitive moment and then they don't know it much about me so there's like this this like weird element it's it's such a it's like a tension in the room that you don't want to offend anyone and you don't you're trying to act and shit it's just i I don't like but like now i think it it will be different because i'm a i'm an adult man i've done all the same shit they done like they just got more experience doing it you know so uh yeah oh shit i fucked up the background disregard that (laughs) because i'm 
over here doing I didn't even notice that. Shit. I apologize. We probably should have looked up in the camera at some point and noticed that. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to put a bow on the, the Prince Harry, Meghan Merkel thing? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else there is really to say about it. Like, I think the the big takeaway for me is like I I love seeing relationships for all, for all the shit people have to say about it or whatever I love seeing relationships in which both people are winning you know what I mean yeah. like Prince Harry is obviously dating up in the looks department probably in the charisma department Meghan Markle seems like a hell of a lady and uh, you know, all like the power her. yeah but I that's mean, not saying much yeah I mean I think <laughs> most people would wife a incredibly successful incredibly talented incredibly gorgeous and I mean she's thirty six bro is I had she? no idea I thought how she was like how is Prince Harry. Uh, I'm not sure, but like I thought she was like twenty five, twenty seven. Like I thought she was my age or younger. Yeah, you know what I mean. She's got ten years on me. Uh, so like I clearly like glow up for him. Like you're marrying into the royal family of England. Yeah. That's a glow up for pretty much anyone whose last name isn't Rockefeller, Rothschild. But would you? I feel like would you want that attention though? Hell yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the attention, but like I, I want, I want the to your point earlier. I guess like I, I want the influence. I want the prestige. Yeah. I, I, I want to go places and be the the prince slash princess of England, uh, and be able to sit down at dinners with Rothschilds and sit down at dinners with Obamas. You know what I mean? I want to be able to have those conversations and be able to look those people in the face and like see where they're coming thing from, hear what they have to think, contribute my opinions into their their like conscious like I don't know like. Who wouldn't want? I don't know. If you if you even kind of dream about you know having some sort of power in the world, I couldn't imagine not wanting that. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'm fucking this up, guys. But hey, this is the first. Right. This is our first film, so you know. Right, y'all. Y'all catching the pilot episode of Late to Work the Web yeah. Show. There we go. Hey. Uh, well, that's good enough. No, I actually kind of like that. No, this kind of looks too. We got we got to reverse that image though. I didn't notice that. It flips in the camera. I didn't think oh, about right. that. Yeah, we're dumb. Huh. Sorry, guys. Anyway, uh, for y'all not watching this at home and just listening, y'all have no idea what we're talking technical about. Technical difficulties. Uh, well, technical difficulties with the video. We're actually are videotaping our first ever episode. Yeah. So this will be live on Facebook, YouTube, right? Facebook, YouTube. Late um, to work, YouTube. All right. And uh, late to work, fa- Facebook, obviously. Uh, so I don't know. That's about all i got to say about the, about the Royal Wedding. A couple other things we want to talk about. Uh, I guess for where do you want to go next? I want to touch on the Centurio Brown thing. Real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Centoria Brown, I, I hope I'm pronouncing Centoria correctly. Uh, I'm sure somebody will kill me for that. Uh, but, like, essentially the story, you know, this happened a decade ago, so that's what's crazy. It happened 10 years ago, and the details are still so murky. But long story short, uh, this girl, you know, had a really fucked up childhood, a very abusive family, uh, was out of her home very young. Uh, when she was 16, probably younger than that, when she met the dude, she was uh, dating this guy who became her pimp named Cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, great pimp name. <laughs> uh, not, not trying to apply pimp, but like if you want to be Who a would pimp, choose a pimp named Cutthroat? Right? right? I'm going to go with Sweet Daddy down the street. He's That's like, what I mean. If my, if my, if my new boo's like, yo, like, what's up, baby? You're like, oh, cutthroat. what's your name? And it's like, Cutthroat, nigga. And I was like, like, no. Uh, but, you know, people get in situations. Uh, so she was in a situation and uh, got sold to this dude uh, who, like, this is what's crazy to me. is like people really coming out defending him. Like, he didn't deserve this. He didn't have this coming. He, like, y'all realize you are defending a guy who openly purchased a 16-year-old for sex, right? Yeah. Like, again, I'm king of blurry lines. So she was 16? She was 16. Oh, man. And That's, they're trying to give her, what is they trying to give her? They huh? charging her as an adult? Yeah, they gave her 69 years. She's doing, yeah, she's, she's in jail. She's been, she's done like a decade. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's what I mean. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. And, uh, but, that, but that's my point. It's like, so we can all agree soliciting sex from a 16-year-old mm-hmm. is illegal if you're 
I don't know what the specific law in that state is, mm-hmm. but I, I assume over 18. Mm-hmm. I know there's some, uh, some states where that's fuzzy. Yeah, um, there's the different ages of consent. Yeah. For, yeah. So, for example, in Massachusetts, that, that's a thing. Uh, if you're... If you're un, so, age of consent is 18. Mm-hmm. Sorry, age of, age of consent is legally 16 mm-hmm. uh, for boys. Mm-hmm. But for girls, it, it's 16 with parental consent. Which is so weird. You get a, a, a permission slip. To yeah. Your well, so, well, kind of, because essentially the the way the law is written is like the court can bring charges against you regardless mm-hmm. if it's under sixteen. Mm-hmm. If it's sixteen to eighteen, they need a complaining witness. So the girl oh, and then her okay. family, presumably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so if you, if, if, you know, if you guys are having consensual sex and this, parents, there's cool someone right now is like about the fucking sixteen. Yeah, I wouldn't like oh, test uh, the waters. This is all right. No, but my point is like I get that like maybe like. 16 of all teenage ages is, I guess, the blurriest of lines, yeah. right? But we can all agree if she met dude before, she's been being sold into prostitution and sex slavery since she was at least 15, mm-hmm. if not younger. This dude is a grown-ass man. I think he was in his 40s, late 30s, yeah. early 40s, uh, if I remember correctly. He's like, yo, fucking realistic guy. I'm like, but, you know what I mean? This dude has, like, a life. Yeah. And you're out here buying. Not like I'm, like, you know, flirtatiously in a relationship with yeah. and I, don't, I have an underdeveloped fucking social disorder or something mm-hmm. purchasing sex from a 16 year old yeah don't we always say when those guys get locked up we should kill them that's I'm, I mean, I'm it, not that guy I actually don't believe that but a lot of people like yeah, when you I hear mean, somebody diddle their kid that's true kill them bury them under the jail fuck those guys right yeah and, and, and if they she kills them what's the problem okay um I to play devil's advocate I think there's a few things I want to unpack in this situation uh-huh. um I, the the actual incident where he she kills him. Mm. Now, can you, you you gave me a little insight of that before. Yeah. So I guess she he was reaching for something. So the this is what's crazy is like the details on this are, are very murky because yeah. in her like confession take because she confesses to kill him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know she pretty much says you know he was reaching between my legs. I thought he was you know. Possibly like reaching for a gun or something like her, like harm me, and that's why I like reached over, grabbed my gun. I think she said out of her purse or wherever she had it or whatever, and shot him. Mm-hmm. Now he was shot in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. He was shot with his arms up, like you know underneath you know the pillows, sleeping like that. You know, it looks like he was sleeping the way he was shot. Mm-hmm. So that's questionable. Yeah. Uh, but then from like other interviews and statements she's given, like it's the same story. It's not like the story changed, but it's like he's on top of her, mm-hmm. starts reaching like down between her legs, mm-hmm. and you know. Assuming he's clothed or whatever, like I don't know if you're, re- and then you know she starts to squirm away. He grabs her and kind of like pins her there. Mm-hmm. He starts reaching. She thinks he's reaching for a gun. She's still got her hands free, mm-hmm. and that's why she shoots him. Yeah. Now I don't know how he gets from there to face down. You shoot him in the back yeah. of the head. That seems questionable to me. Yeah. Now, like, I get that, but is it so implausible that like she squirms away, he rolls off of her, she grabs gun, turns around, and he's facing, you know, that way and shoots him back yeah. and puts him in the bed. Mm. But, like, uh, so I, I'll get, to, well, there's other details on back of that, but what do you, what do you, does that seem plausible to you? Or is like, that, that's my thing. If that's just a murder case, I guess I'm viewing this with as much skepticism as some of these other people. Yeah. I just exactly. don't get why, like, here's, I don't think that, like, given the circumstances, I don't, I don't get why we care so much. Yeah, see, it's weird because uh, I don't necessarily... Loss of life is a big issue here. Um, There's a net of... I didn't hear the case, and I'm just like... I briefly read over it, and 
and I had it all wrong before we even started <laughs> the discussion. Uh, but it, I feel like they didn't believe her story. Yeah. But and, and that's why. And I'm not sure. And I haven't. I don't know the details in it. But it sounds so, her story so, sounds a little bit sketchy. Oh, but oh, okay. I to give. I don't believe in giving the 16 year old, especially life with sentences. her past, a life sentence. Right. Yes, I feel like if I don't trust that story, yeah, you got to do some jail time. You took someone's life. And, yeah, this guy's a scumbag, and he's fucking little kids. We don't feel that bad. That's why you're not getting life. But, like, uh, see, five, and, ten years, and, like, you got to eat that, dog. Like, <laughs> if that's, like, manslaughter, two and she does yeah. seven years, I don't... And like, Cutthroat got to go to jail. You would think, right? Because, see, that's Where's my thing. Where's Cutthroat at is this? I have no idea. That's a good question. <laughs> he, I, I, know, I have not looked at him. low. He mad this out. Right here. My nigga's way out of here. Ain't uh, you Cutthroat? No, man. Nah. That's my cousin. I'm Sugar Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my cousin, Cutthroat. He looks just like me. Right? You know? Now, to be honest with you, I guess, like, that's the thing that bothers me is like people are using that portion against her like mm-hmm. we don't believe her story because you know well if she was so scared why would she stay uh if she was so scared why would she stay there you know the night with him she yeah. was so scared why she eat dinner with him she's so scared why she have sex with him because she had a pimp of a boyfriend who is like threatening her life if she didn't she's why 16. is it exactly she's 16 so if we if we're believing the part of the story where she has sex with him mm-hmm. Then we're believing a rape occurred. Yeah. That is a fact. There is no debate about yeah. that. If you believe the part where she has sex with him, then you believe a statutory rape occurred. Yeah. Self-defense applies to sexual assault as well. Yeah. If you are being sexually assaulted and act in self-defense yeah. because you are fearful for your life and or like your sexual well and like personal well-being mm-hmm. of your person, mm-hmm. I thought you could shoot people. I thought that was the deal. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess uh, that's the part that doesn't add up to me. Is like every excuse people make, mm-hmm. everything boils down to like that fact for me. It's like yeah. we we everybody I've talked to, even people who want this woman locked up for the rest of her life, mm-hmm. are in agreement that they had sex. Yeah. Everyone ever to investigate anything remotely regarding rape mm-hmm. would agree that having sex as a forty-something-year-old man with a sixteen-year-old is illegal and rape, yeah. and you're committing a crime. Yeah. So. I like again. I, I'm with you. Manslaughter, sure. Yeah. Involuntary manslaughter, like whatever. Like I'm side three, maybe. Yeah. You plead that down, get ten, do yeah. six. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there are options here. There's no way that girl should be that woman. I guess should be in jail for seventy nine no, years, sixty nine. No, years. I don't think. I, I, also, is that a cruel twist? Like sixty nine? <laughs> yeah. What? No. Wait. <laughs> I, I just feel like. I mean, what's that say? The recording has been stopped. On okay. Little technical difficulties. We the the, the you can keep on going with this because we can, right. I'll just uh. That's fine. Uh, sorry, this whole first video podcast thing is uh, a, little, a little shaky for starters, but we're getting there. Uh, no, but I guess, like, yeah, that, that's what a lot of that boils down to for me. It's just like, you know, we, we agreed that a crime was committed. Yeah, sure, there, there's got to be a punishment for loss of life. I agree with you there. Like, you can't. You can't go buying everybody's story who kills somebody because that's a really fucked up yeah. precedent. And like, I'm I'm not so wildly liberal that like I'm signing on for that. Uh, Keep talking. But I, I guess like the, the the way the way I the thing I take away from that is like, it's just yet another story where like we apparently just don't believe women who say that they've been sexually assaulted. We we don't, you know, we we don't seem to think that they're credible enough, except when and if we want to slut shame them for whatever behaviors they were admitting to. Uh, and that just seems fucking crazy to me. 
uh, you know, it, it's kind of got to be one or the other. If, if you don't believe any of her story, then don't believe any of it. And then, you know, just call it, you know, call it a cold-blooded murder and try and figure it out. But if you're believing, you know, some parts of it and, you know, the evidence is lining up, you know, she has a pimp of a boyfriend. She has sold into sex slavery. She's been, you know, she was a little off herself, like a little, I, I don't know the proper word for it. And I don't want to be problematic, but she's a little slow or whatever because uh, she had fetal alcohol syndrome because her mother was a wild alcoholic and a drug user when she was younger. I mean, she's a tragedy all the way that's, around. That's what I mean. There's so much to this story to just say that, like she's some dirty slut who hooked up with a guy and she got what she deserved she should have never killed him I can't believe people have that take uh, and for anyone out there who does uh, fuck you uh, <laughs> I don't have much else to tell you uh, shout out to Kim Kardashian for the first time in my life I get to say that what did she make a statement about it uh, she uh, hired her like had her lawyers like pro bono her Centoria uh, Brown's case so I guess her legal team is taking over her case and like looking into a few options uh, that's how this story broke is like it got a lot of celebrities support. Uh, Rihanna actually uh, posted about the story when it happened mm. 10 years ago and it was wow. like popped a little bit then mm. and it kind of faded back into obscurity and then Kim Kardashian kind of reintroduced the story back into the mainstream recently mm. uh, which is why we're talking about it here today uh, that being said uh, we just gave it about a quarter of our podcast yeah. uh, I feel like you know they need to do some shit about what's going on in Libya too. Send some Yo, over you know, we, that's funny. We didn't even put that on the list, but yeah. Uh, that is trouble. There's an man. actual slave trade happening in Libya, which only is a little more. Sorry, it's Libya or Liberia? Libya. Okay. I th- I Liberia thought, is pretty bad too. Well, I thought it was <laughs> Liberia, and considering Liberia is a country founded by the West to like essentially yeah, like create reparations back. for yeah, slavery yeah. and send niggas back to Africa. If you were doing that, then that's where the slave trade was occurring. Yeah. That's where I really lost my yeah. mind. Uh, so uh, that makes it a very small incrementally better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. Apparently in Libya, people are trying to escape other places that are war-torn and, you know, famine-ridden throughout uh, Africa and trying to, uh, you know, migrate towards Europe and uh, some of the Middle Eastern countries and up through uh, some of Western Asia. Uh, and what's happening is essentially a lot of people are coming into Libya and there's smugglers who are promising to get them into Europe, promising to get them across borders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once they get there are, you know, a, you know, your 1600s model of indentured servitude, selling them into slavery to pay off these debts, uh, enslaving them because there is no space for them. Uh, so putting them to work until that they're able to travel, which they're never going to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. Some of these people are being put to work to pay off their debts, pay off their debts, and then are told they're going to travel and are just like kidnapped and ushered off to another like you know trafficker mm-hmm. uh and so like this has been happening i'm sure for a long long time before we knew about it well, but no i guess okay so and this is like the political twist on it uh during obama's presidency um i guess hillary clinton approved um some kind of strike went and killed their uh, the president, yeah. the dictator, yeah. which created Qaddafi, uh, right? Yep, and yeah. created a power vacuum. Yeah. And now this is a result of it. And well, yeah, it's all these like militia armies of like traffickers and ex-soldiers, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that's how they're able to maintain the power there. Is you have a bunch of dudes walking around with like AR-15s and AK-47s, exactly. And the, those are the only dudes with a boat for you to get to Europe. So yeah, now yeah, now it's get on the boat, die of famine, or get shot trying. Exactly. Which you know, it's it's. It, I mean, we we have it so good here in, in the United States, and now we we forget that these other country, like for some of these countries, this is the apocalypse. Yeah, like they're living in it, and it's like if there's not a time to just like send troops somewhere and freaking, but it's like, but oh God, no, I mean like 
it's it's so tough, man. Because I I guess the thing for me is like, and I I said this during the campaign season. Mm. The worst part about this election, whichever way it went, mm-hmm. quadruply as bad for Trump, right? Mm-hmm. Is because of how polarizing it is for America. Mm-hmm. America, and, and this is, there, there's so much I've been thinking about Trump lately, and I don't want to get too far down the rabbit hole on him. Uh, but there, so much about his personality is about putting America first again, right? That's mm-hmm. his brand. That's like the imagery he's trying to create. Yeah. Now, I think that's all bullshit. I think most reasonable people can agree that's all bullshit because mm-hmm. he's doing very little for America. He's mm-hmm. doing a lot for himself. But in doing so, in doing a lot for himself, mm-hmm. America is paranoid and the world is paranoid of America. Mm-hmm. And so America can't function on the global scale it once did. Mm-hmm. And so the tri- like a, uh, the shockwave effect that sends through the rest of the world mm-hmm. is places like Libya where this might have happened and then like, we, you know, even though Gaddafi maybe, you know, taking him out was the wrong move in retrospect, right? Mm-hmm. We'd go in and send troops to stabilize the region, supposedly. Mm. I'm not saying we've done a good job doing yeah. that. But, like, that was an option and at least something people feared. Mm. America's got too much going on to give a shit. Yeah. We, we haven't staffed half of our government yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think we're doing anything about Libya? No. Exactly. And, and they fucking know. Puerto Rico's just starting to get out of here. That's what I mean. U.S. territories can't get put back on their feet. Yeah. We're not going anywhere. No, else. we're not. And you don't talk about fighting terrorism. When terrorists know you're not leaving the fucking block, yeah. they're just going to stack up around town and come back to your block. Exactly. That's and, what's going to happen. And here's, and here's the, the crazier thing, not to turn this into a whole political thing, is that, like. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Look, but these are the messes we created. So, like. Facts. You can't go into it and, like, you know, blow shit to hell and just dip out. I, it, it, it's like, so either you don't get in from the first point or you do everything right and execute it. Like, you can't go in here and we're like, okay, because these are mess. You're dealing with a lot. Like, in order to run an effective business in the United States is a mess. When you're dealing with people, you're dealing with laws, you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with all Health these different... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, imagine going to a country. It's pr- You might as well be going into a different universe. And, 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 and trying to fix some shit, yeah. and you blow everything to shit, and then you leave out. It turn you, you obviously there's gonna be a power vacuum. Obviously things gonna go to shit. But once you do that, it's like all right, well you gotta see it fucking through, yeah. or people are gonna die. And and on the other hand, it's like the reason why America is like greatest country in in the history of humanity. <laughs> Wealth-wise and so forth, you you can say whatever about socially and all that thing. But Listen, it's because, you can say whatever you want about all that shit. I will still stand by America. America is the last great hope for the world. Exactly. That has always my, been a fact, in my opinion. But they built all this wealth by <laughs> staying out of shit. Yeah. So which uh, we just completely fucked up the last forty years. Yes, but it's we just didn't do it right. Where do you think that came from? Because uh, honestly, I I think it is a hubris of the post-World War generation. I think we won the World War and that gave us the hubris to think that like we were the world's saviors and it's been downhill since. Okay, We so fucked up in Korea, we fucked up in Vietnam, we fucked up in Iraq, we fucked up in Afghanistan. Well, I think... Okay, so what happened, I think, uh, and just is from my, my leisurely reading and everything... Uh, For y'all who don't know, his leisurely reading is like hundreds of pages of conspiracy <laughs> theories a night. Pretty much. I'll bring like the fucking <laughs> art of war and, you know, <laughs> laws of power and the whole shit. But, so especially like after World War, after World War Two, we were so afraid of communism mm-hmm. and like, in allowing like dictators and fascism and all these different elements 
that we saw as negative to run wild because that's what we did. I mean, before there was the United Nations or the League of Nations, I think it was called, mm. and this was supposed to be what United Nations did. And when Hitler started like killing all the people and like started like being aggressive and like taking over like country oh, after country after country, the League of Nations, which is like similar structure as the United Nations, was supposed to do something, but everyone sat back and watched. So like, I think that's one of the reasons. Besides, like you know, the nation building mm-hmm. and, and so forth, that like you you don't allow these things to fester and the and the build because you end up getting a Hitler and ends up like turning into more of a shit show. So that's and, and that's the reason why they said we went into Vietnam and all these other. But places. I, I guess my my point on that is like. As we're quick to point out, as people who live on the internet now and people who travel about society and have to hear dumb fucks speak all the time, yeah, not everybody's Hitler, right? Yeah, we, and we like you hear it a million times say this person's Hitler, Trump is Hitler, this person, Gaddafi is Hitler, Saddam yeah. is Hitler, right? Not everybody's Hitler. Yeah. And every time we step in thinking somebody's Hitler, yeah, that's a volatile step, bro. Yeah, because what you're doing is you're walking into a culture you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Accusing one of their own of being the worst person ever, mm-hmm. destroying their entire community, mm-hmm. and then walking away and telling people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Oh, it, and that's insane. And here's the one thing, and I was listening to uh, Dan Carlin, who does the Hardcore History podcast. He was on another great podcast. podcast. And he was saying, it's like, yes, yeah, Saddam Hussein was an evil person, terrible person. Like, he's like one of the worst people ever. But for his country, he was like the only one that kept everything in line. So the question you had to ask yourself is, is a brutal dictator, is that what they needed or the, the situation? He was the one that kept it together. Although he was terrible, like, what do you do with that situation? And once you so take him out, let it me, turns let into me, a shit Let me show. throw a hot take comparison at you then. Uh-huh. We all hate Trump mm-hmm. on the left and... Re- on the on the left of anyone on the far right, mm. we all despise Trump. We yeah. think he's horrible for the nation, right? Yeah. But I would say, in some regard, it's been one of the more galvanizing, though divisive, things that's ever happened. Mm. Similar to what I'm sure Saddam was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Saddam had his following, mm-hmm. and everybody else was almost galvanized against him. Mm-hmm. And that created like a lot of issues for the country. Mm-hmm. But could you imagine if today... In today's America, mm-hmm. a foreign country mm-hmm. came in and assassinated Donald Trump. Oh, dude, we would, we it would. Be I'd lose my show. fucking mind. Yeah, it would be shit would hit the fans so quickly. That's what I mean. Dropping nukes and that. Exactly right, and it's like, so that that's what we're doing in other countries. Like yeah. we can well, all objectively agree Donald Trump sucks. Yeah. If somebody from not the United States murders, if if somebody assassinates Trump, like a, a U.S. citizen, mm-hmm. I could give a fuck. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna applaud the guy because I want the FBI after me or whatever. Yeah. But like, if somebody like assassinated Donald Trump, I think there's a large swath of America be like, mm, whatever. <laughs> if a foreign, God forbid, like a Muslim, oh, <laughs> fucking yeah, America yeah. lose their shit. Yeah. But like, think about that. That's who we are, right? Yeah. We go to Muslim nations and take out their their like what we deem to be dictators, but their leaders, right? Yeah. So if the Iraqi government comes to D.C. and just takes out half of Congress and murders Donald Trump, are we all cool? We think they're doing the right thing? We think they're spreading democracy? But I think or are they a, terrorists? It'd be a little bit different. Let's say that Donald Trump was like actively murdering people. Uh, his sons were murdering and raping people. 
A little bit different. I mean, you... Uh, a, little bit, a little bit different then. Then I'll be like, all right, yeah, dude, whoever got the job done. The difference is the method in which they're doing those things. That's really the only difference. Yeah. Because if you if you look at... It, I shouldn't say really... like that. May, I don't want to trivialize that. Mm-hmm. But if you look at what Donald Trump's doing with the country, what he's doing with healthcare, what he's doing with tax regulation, what he's doing with education, yeah. you know what I mean? What he's doing with the economy, what he's doing with housing, what, he, what he's doing the with even entertainment, the, the, entertainment, uh, oh, yeah. the internet, which yeah. we'll get to in a second. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you look Look at all those things. You can't tell me that he's not causing tremendous death. He's not shortening people's lives. He's not shortening people's access to medical care in food, in shelter, in water. Yeah. And you can't tell me that the men in that family aren't sexually assaulting people, probably to this day, on a regular basis. Yeah. So when you say he's not raping people or his sons aren't raping people and they're not killing people and they're not starving people... Maybe like they aren't like boasting about it in the street, and they're not writing a law that says like you die and you don't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's like it's see, but it's easier for humans to digest like, oh, well, this is a compact effect of laws and so forth. Exactly. You know, and 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 it's 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 weird because Americans can't they don't look at it like that. They digest that differently than like the outright brutality of like. You know, someone could walk into like Saddam's son used to walk into a wedding, uh, and then rape the wife, Jesus and then Christ. like yeah, and then like maybe kill the husband or or just not even do anything. It's like rando like, weddings. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. But they just pull up the newspaper like, oh, who get married this week? I'm about to go dude, rape the mother. Dude, they would just come across it, dude. And and yeah, there's like <sighs> this like there was a movie about it, and there was yeah, also uh, there's like a, a a book that I, I've only like. Like skimmed it on online, but brutal, like brutal, like un, like unholy stuff, man. I, bro, like, like you had me done when you started showing up to weddings and raping people. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure whatever happened next wasn't like cute. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know what I mean, that wasn't like oh, like let's go lay they, down with some flowers. Yeah, and they were like, I mean, they were just brutal, like just animals. So like, I think that's like that's different than like making laws that completely destroy families and wealth and then you don't have medicine to fix your kid with cancer so <sighs> I mean did did you did you see that story about the kid with the diabetes? No, uh he it, so he, he lost his insurance under Trump, you know, under the changes in the healthcare, you know, administration whatever. He lost his Obamacare healthcare that he had. Uh he was in the process of like trying to get new healthcare mm-hmm. and he started a GoFundMe so that he could afford his insulin. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't raised enough money yet so he started rationing his insulin and he died. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's man. direct cause and not direct cause and effect. Like you said, there's 12 steps you got to go through or whatever, yeah. right? But like, you know? Yeah. That's I said, bad. so speaking of terrible things Trump is now responsible for, because one of my favorite things in the world is to blame Trump for things. It just <laughs> all my righty friends insane. Uh, now, this probably isn't as much Trump as it is a lot of people in the FCC taking advantage of Trump's ignorance about these topics, honestly. Mm. Uh, but net neutrality is back in the news. And as internet fucking people, high internet. Uh, that's us. Uh, we're obligated to tell you that if you don't know by now, net neutrality is really fucking important. Yeah. Uh, I guess 30 second version on this net neutrality is what, like, essentially what that means is that you get to pick where you get your internet from, and whoever you get your internet from can't, like, you, I won't say can't monitor because they're already monitoring, but they can't use your data statistics against you to leverage what sites you're accessing, charge you more for certain sites, scale like the load time on certain sites. They can't make it like they they can't tie up the internet. They can't they can't uh, 
what's the restrict the internet I guess so you know if you for instance over in Portugal where they do not have net neutrality laws mm. if you want to you know access your social media it's an extra five ninety nine a month yeah you want so they're trying to turn it essentially they're trying to turn the internet which is now super free super open like it should be but now they're trying oh, to turn it into like they're, they're trying to turn it into like your cable network so yes. like you can pick a cable package so you either you get the basics where you can get onto like Yahoo and you can Google some stuff. Or you can get the extra version where you can get on the ESPN, the sports side. Or you can pay another $20 and you can get on social media too. And it's like, oh, they're just fucking vampires. And they just want to restrict everything so they can squeeze the more and more money out of the middle class. Who's already freaking dry as a bone right now. Well, and, like, and what it is is that... Well, the same people who own most internet providers are also, to your point, cable providers, right? Yeah. And cable subscriptions are dropping at an alarming rate for them. Yeah. Uh, and the model that they always used for cable was exactly that, segmentation, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you just got cable, you had every channel that was on cable. Yeah. Then it was your cable and you had like premium cable. Then Now there's like 20 million packages you can get for the cable, a dish, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Now that nobody's watching TV, mm-hmm. they're trying to apply that same model to the most sellable content, which is mm-hmm. the internet. The problem is the internet and everyone who came of age on the internet, mm-hmm. the spirit of the internet is everything goes on the internet nobody gets to decide what does or doesn't go on the internet especially on the american internet exactly here's the thing and it's short-sighted thinking and this is the problem with these 50 60 year olds 70 year olds who are in office or run these networks they're stupid they're they're, they're short-sighted you create this and all you do is create a new market for hacks Mm. You how soon? Look how fast they hacked everything else. You think like you, everyone? No one has cable because everyone has a fire stick, right. and they just they pay someone to download all the information they get. What do you think you're creating? You're the money that you were making before. This isn't created a black market for dude. Technology's moving so fast, you can't not. Just think. There, there's no way you would be able to stay on top of that. No, you know what I mean. And but to your, but to your point, it would be possible if net neutrality were not a thing. Yeah, because what that would allow people to do is see who oh who's using things most often, yeah. and you just can't. Though hackers will get there, right? Like, yeah. could you imagine to get on your Netflix? Like, you gotta call your buddy who is like a fucking computer science major. Yeah. He's gonna hack some shit together, send you like a fucking you know an app you gotta download download and then run while you're offline. Yeah. Get that upload you know up and then like you fucking torrent into like your Netflix account. Yeah, yeah. like no one wants to do that. No that's insane. It's insane. It is insane. But it, I'm not saying that just because like I like Netflix. I'm saying that because that's how everything on the internet would now work. Like, yeah, exactly. For me to get it on iTunes or ridiculous. to Facebook, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's 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 a. I can't. It goes it. against the entire spirit of the internet, man. Dude, it, it's really okay. I'm sorry to sound like such like a new age hippie, but like no, I hate it. I hate these. This is my problem with these fucking politicians and these big business guys. I fucking hate them. They never do anything for the people. They just do anything to fatten up their pie. These people already have fucking money. Why do they need more? How much money do you need? How much more money do you need? And why you know you're just squeezing the American people? No one, ha- no, who has fucking extra income right, right now? The middle class is shrinking day by day to eventually the point where it, the middle class is not going to exist. It's going to be rich people, going to be broke people. But no, they want to squeeze you some more and more and more so they can fill their yachts with champagne. It's like it's ridiculous. And it, it, everyone should be upset. Everyone, dude, what do you think? This is going to be a compound effect where people already lost hope for society, for, for the government, and, and, and for these businesses. What do you think you're going to do when you squeeze the last freedom and the last... Well, and what, what's so interesting about that to me is, like, 
Not for nothing, but the way a lot of these dudes have risen to power, right, is based on the ignorance of the masses. Yeah. Bro, what do you think's been keeping the masses so ignorant? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, granted, right the in- internet is a swore for information, yeah. but, like, they're, they're not going to charge you extra. Like, I, I would hope not, but, like, I'm sure eventually they would. But, like, from the outset, when you talk about things that are going to be upcharged, mm-hmm. right, you're not going like, to have to pay extra going like, Wikipedia. No. You're going to pay extra for Google. <laughs> or WikiLeaks. I, 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 right, right. Because <laughs> these are things, like, they'll build backends around that anyway, right? Yeah. Like, you won't be able to stop because the people who run those aren't going to let you stop. Yeah. So all you're going to do is make it impossible to get on the distracting shit and make everybody figure out how to fuck you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, why would you... It's just a bad business move. They're stupid. These people, all they think about is just short-sighted... How much? How can the next quarter we make more money for our shareholders? That's the only thing on their mind. This is this is what. And then they lob and they just these lobbyists push money into into these politicians and like, okay, well we need this done. They said, okay, so they they said that in order to pass a pass a law, mm. they said uh, a a big bit. You can just like if a law passed by like I think it's like eighty percent of. How much money like a lobbyist put pumps into it? What, what's what's like the dollar amount? Like what gets you a bill passed? I I forget. I would have to like go back average? and look I'm at. I'm curious. It. It's, 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 it's it's it was like I'm sure double million. digit millions. Yeah, I'm sure. yeah. And they said, and then they broke down like like of people. If people eighty percent of the people want this, hmm. how often does it get approved? How often does it vote? I, I guess five percent. It was thirty percent. Okay, thirty percent. And it was like. Lobbyists and if money and big business want it, then it's almost eighty percent chance. So it's, it's it just shows you how like slanted things are today, and it's it's gonna they're gonna push it's everything's getting bad already. They're gonna push people the common man over the ledge. Okay, so let me. I have a I have a weird tangential take off that. Mm. This has been your weekly five minute rant on why capitalism is bad for the nation, going to destroy America. Uh, welcome well, to the Late to Work podcast well, for anyone who's better a capitalism. Listener. Okay, and the, shout out to uh, Netflix. There's a, a documentary called Saving Capitalism, and he yes. breaks down all these things. It's great, brilliant. So like, you definitely go watch that. It. It's yeah. actually really, I watched that like two weeks ago. Actually. Real good, yeah. man. That was like one of my like four a.m. like Netflix. Yeah, yeah me too. Was really good. Uh, but one of the things I've been thinking about a lot lately, right, is like this idea that like. Capitalism and big business are inherently destructive because, you know, we, we've talked about this before. It's like it's a predatory system. It needs mm-hmm. to be eating somebody else for you to be successful. That's the point of capitalism mm-hmm. uh, is to drive competition, so on and so forth. One of the biggest indicators of this in American culture and one of the biggest success stories in all of capitalism is undoubtedly the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I was listening to a podcast the other day about, you know, the current state of the NFL and uh, Kaepernick. And, uh, there's a guy uh, who wrote the book This Down about mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. He's running a similar kind of take on the, the state of the NFL. I was, watching, uh, I was listening to an interview with him. And it got me thinking, uh, this is not something he said, I, I promise, it's an original thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the NFL, for a lot of different reasons, is in a state of decline right now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and it happens to coincide with this era of Trump. It happens to coincide with this, like, uh, re- with what the protests? With well, with the protests, but also with just like the the re, the reactions to the start of fa- the start of failing capitalism, mm. as we started to see is it's during this era of nation building and like the you know that coming to light and that being a failed experiment and us taking responsibility for it. There's a lot changing in the world, mm. and it seems to be the great debate as we were just talking about earlier uh, in the ever wherein now in America it's become very insular, right? Mm. And the I guess the the reaction harder left. 
from a lot of people is well what we need to be doing is globalizing mm -hmm. like we like America needs to admit that it was a failed experiment and like join the rest of the world mm -hmm. and I think there's a happy medium there somewhere mm -hmm. right between America still believing in its own exceptionalism and being part of the global community in a real tangible like equal way instead of thinking we're the bullies of the block if mm -hmm. you will uh, the way this segue is here is that one of the only things everyone in the states and globally tends to agree upon is sport right yeah. with like with some very noted exceptions like mm. the olympics are usually peaceful and happy in celebrations of joy the world cup usually goes well mm. now there's been like some horror stories in you know obviously munich and atlanta uh that you know there's been some condition issues like you saw in like rio the past couple of years or in sochi mm. right but by and large it's a pretty happy time yeah same could be said in America. Everybody, every age, every race, every neighborhood, every state likes the NFL, right? Mm. And the NFL's starting to fall. Mm. What's that say about our country, right? One of the only things we all they subscribe to... all comes together, yeah. Well, here's where I think this gets interesting. The flip side of that coin in American sports is two different places. It's the NBA, which culturally is the polar opposite of the NFL, right? It mm. has been doing what the NFL has not been able to do. Mm -hmm. Because Amer the NFL is so American, mm. it has tried to explain its game all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You have the games in London now, the game in Mexico, they had NFL Europe for a few years, yeah. and it just never really worked for them. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the NBA is expanding all over the place. Like, mm -hmm. the NBA is, you know, fucking 30% international players now. Basketball is huge all across Europe. It's huge over in Asia and China now. Mm -hmm. It's this huge global brand. Mm -hmm. So you have the rise of basketball, which is starting to, not near football, but it's getting there. Mm -hmm. You also coincide with the rise of soccer. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the falling of the NFL in American football leaves a hole in our culture where we need sport mm -hmm. and the sports we gravitate towards naturally because they're the newer more exciting sports mm -hmm. are going to be basketball soccer maybe hockey mm -hmm. but baseball and football are the ones in the decline right yeah. the american exceptional sports where they don't play these other places mm -hmm. does that common thread bring us more in tune with the rest of the world do we start to have more in common with our like international neighbors because now we have more to talk about you know what i mean like yeah i can talk hoops with somebody from spain now so mm. now when i meet somebody from spain yeah my spanish ain't shit and his english is terrible mm. but we have something in common we can link over mm. and like i really believe in those small bonds being what changed the world mm. and i wonder and you know trump has been so vocal about the nfl the nfl is such a conservative place baseball is such a conservative world mm. if that change in sport culture here in america mm would be kind of the trigger or the catalyst to a change in a bigger way to America to be a better global citizen, to start adopting some of these, you know, Scandinavian models of education, for example, mm -hmm. a Canadian model of healthcare, mm -hmm. and be more accepting of ideas from other places because now we're participants in them culturally. Yeah. I know it's a very long one to take. I'm sorry for all of you at home. I uh, hope that all made sense. It did make sense. And and I I I pray and I hope that that is the case. That like I but I have a different take on it. I think that yes, that is gonna be an element. I actually got in an argument with a, a, this Australian girl that I was dating <laughs> because she was like, "Sports is stupid," and she's like, "I don't know why you Americans like love sports so much." And I was like, "Everything." Yeah, everybody loves sports. Yeah, and I, I which she's on some other stuff. Uh, but I was like, I was like, no, you don't understand. Like sport, everything happens in sports before it happens culturally. Yeah. And it always has sports, it, sports, music, and entertainment. Exactly, and so I was like, it, people need this. It's, it, they absolutely need sport. It, it, it's, it's more levels of sports and more uh, a reflection of society and sports than anything else. 
even and music, music too. Uh, but no, especially sport though. Yeah, I agree with yeah, you. exactly. Um, when I put on my B hat, I feel like I'm putting on my cross. Like that's my religion, dude, and exactly. I don't even like baseball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just it like represents more. Yeah. Um, I hope that sports does become something that brings nations together. But I think, and I'm, I, I always had this conversation with my friend. I was like, I think the technology of where like. So you see those? Uh, I think Google's has like earbuds. Oh, the translator things. I, I think that put that is on my be, Christmas list. If anyone out there was looking for a gift, <laughs> that is the beginning. I think when people can yes. all speak the same language, all can translate. We God start to communicate. A, a guy from you know uh, Southie can speak to uh, a Russian kid. You know, from you know wherever in middle of Russia, and, and then they can three-way really, phone call or Skype in somebody from Kenya, and they know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and they can, and, and they realize that yeah, the same shit going on. Like that, you, I don't That's hate so you. Powerful. I don't even know you. Yes. Like yeah, I can't actually, wait or, for that or, to become. Or, or, what probably will happen is like guys hitting on girls in different <laughs> country. I mean, honestly, Yo, sex always meshes cultures more than anything. I think like. It'll probably be a compound effect, but I think that, like, language is one of the things that, like, has kept nations divided more. Poor. The poor amongst the nation. Because, it's like, these top... Yeah. They're, they're just looking at their top tiers, well, it, well, that, like, like that. They, they learn the different languages that they need to, right? Because like, you have access to that when you're rich. Yeah. Like, like you talk to rich people all the time, they speak four or five different languages. Exactly. You know I mean, like, yeah, well, I speak Mandarin because I do some business over there. I well, speak a little bit of French. Well, everyone, every... You go to any... If you travel to any different countries... Oh, speak, yeah. I mean, they all speak like, America is the worst, dude. We should, we should, this is my problem with the educational system and sorry teachers, whatever, I'm just, but, uh, when we both have a relationship with teachers, <laughs> uh, but, uh, is that a relationship now? And, but, <laughs> I'm sorry. And, but here's the thing, um, we should have been, like, we should, as a great, as the greatest nation, quote unquote, mm. in the world, in history, we should be learning languages from other Fact. cultures, and at least, like, Spanish, and, like, we, like, everyone should, like, Spanish should be a mandatory, because that's, like, a branch to so many different other oh, languages. Yeah. Well, especially like, to your, to your neighboring countries, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, like, I think you should be able to speak either French or Spanish if you live in America. Exactly. Like, yeah. you're reported by a French-speaking and a Spanish-speaking nation. Exactly. We should know those languages, yeah. and the fact that we're not learning it as soon as we like, you know, are like in that develop infancy mm. development stage. Like, come on, man. And, and and to your to your point about this, right? It's like it get it just gets harder every generation because now we have more immigrants. And so, for instance, you you mentioned we're both in relationships with teachers. Uh, one of the things I I love about my girlfriend, not to like put her on a pedestal or whatever. Uh, one of the classes she teaches, and she's taught every year since she's been a teacher, is she teaches like an ESL math course. Mm. Uh, but it's like. If you're if you're raised in a generation where you don't learn any other languages, right? Like, mm-hmm. and she speaks some Spanish, and like, you know, what I mean, it, she's she's better language uh, language educated than most Amer- average Americans, I would mm-hmm. say. You know what I mean? But you still have kids in a classroom where like you got some kids speaking Spanish, you got some kids speaking French, you got some kids speaking French Creole, you got some kids speaking Portuguese, you yeah. got some kids speaking Mandarin. Yeah. If you speak one language and dabble in one other, yeah, how in the world can no, you teach that class? There's so many gaps in there. Right, and uh, there's a lot of educational techniques you can employ to circumvent that, yeah. right? But then it's like, that like that disconnect is crazy, and we can do away with all that very simply, and all, all that requires is educating the next generation in a couple different languages. Yeah. And that goes back to the whole point about like creating a more global society and participating in it, you know what I mean? I, I, I feel like we end up in this place where... 
we're not able to be part of the rest of the world. And so we've, we're so focused on being our exceptional selves mm -hmm. that we lose out on a lot of what we could gain by, you know, participating in everything else. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot more on this list. And I don't think we're gonna get no, to all of it. we're already at an hour. Where do you Where do you want to go next? What can, we, what can we close this out at? Should we do something? Um, I feel like we talked about sports. Should we go to the Cam and Mays, or should we go to the? Uh, Let's do Cam and Mays because I feel like that's gonna be a lighter. Well, that I don't think will be as relevant if we put it later. Yeah. So quickly, because we like whatever we're past an hour anyway, but. Uh, for y'all who don't know, white people who listen to this podcast or anyone who wasn't following hip hop in 1999, <laughs> uh, I actually was. So fun fact, I wasn't allowed to listen to hip hop uh, until I was 11. I was like a rule in my house. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm 27. So I, like, 11 was 2001 for me. It was like uh -huh. when I was allowed to listen mm -hmm. to hip hop. Uh, my first like intro to hip hop was probably like catching it like pop culture wise like fourth or fifth grade mm -hmm. Nelly country grammar kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, eleven I got my first like parental advisory CD. Uh, it was uh, Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC. Word. Shout out to my aunt Susie. Got me down <laughs> in a boombox for my eleventh Christmas. Uh, and so like, I'm I'm not as up as most people who are as. It, as into hip hop as I am, I'm not as up on like classics as I ought to be. Yeah. I'm not as good of a student of the game as I, I may sound to some of my like less hip hop educated friends. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, so like, whatever. Cam's fun. I like Cam. Cam's cool. And Cam. Mace is my dog, bro. Yeah. I love Mace. I like yeah. Welcome Back Mace. I like Harlem Mace. I like fucking uh, Harlem World Mace. I like More Money, More Problems Mace. Mm. I like all the Mace. Yeah. So when I heard, like, all I saw was this on the timeline, I didn't even know what happened. Yeah. My nigga, did you have you heard the Cam like album or did you just hear uh, like the, no, the disc heard, back? I, I listen. No, I listened to. I listened to. All, I'm a hip hop head, so I listened to first everything. line, first track of the album, dog. Yeah, right at you. Me. Just at Mace. Yeah, for what? Yeah, okay, that's Cam. Okay, <laughs> but that's what. That's why I love it. Yeah, that's oh. Cam. Like Cam goes in. Here's the thing. Um, I heard. Yeah, I heard the Cam's whole the project, and I listened to it, and like. I love old Cam. Like, new Cam, it's like, I can listen to it, but, like, you know. When you say it, old Cam, you mean, like, Purple Haze Cam? Different Muni Cam? Or you mean, like, mixtape Cam? No, I mean, like, Cam's first album, freaking, uh, what was Cam's first album's name? Uh, with the Horse and Carriage first single. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I forget, I forgive me for this. Confessions, I think it's called Confessions, Cam's first album. As a hip hop head, I apologize. And then I do. I had Bro, every time. And then second know. album, uh, sex, drugs, entertainment. Yeah, like, dude. Then like, then can't. Dude, I've been listening to Cam since like when he was like Children of the Corn and so forth. Like, I'm Children of the deep, Corn. There you go. I'm okay. deep in it. With, with, so are you more Cam or Mace? Generally speaking, like outside of I'm more. Activity. I'm more. I'm way more Cam. I'm way. I'm see. I'm way more dude, Mace. I'm, dude, dude, diplomat. Dip, diplomat was a legit. Like movement, like in two thousand and I guess that was like two thousand and two, two thousand three. Like diplomat, diplomat oh, yeah. community. I mean community that through like oh six oh seven, like dude, right through the Jim dude. Jones balling era dude, and all yeah, that. He killed it. So, oh, no, sorry, not to not to circle back, but yeah. you, you want to talk about a club move that always works? Yeah. Hey ma, come on oh, in the yeah, club, dude. and you just do the the step there. That's all you. That's all you, that's all you gotta do. That's that's that's, Front, that's where I in, eat. That's where I eat. That's right. That's it. I'm two stepping. I'm at. I'm at. I'm at dropping anything. Talking like, about white people out there who are hearing this podcast and don't know what I'm talking about, right? You know the song Hey Ma by Diplomats. I promise you you do. 
Go watch the music video. Yeah. The little two-step dance they're doing that. All you gotta do is break that out in the club. Yeah. Every girl of color in that club is fucking with you. Yeah, dude, you can you're do welcome. It, in fact, you can do that to any song. You don't know what you're doing out there. Two steps. Yeah, it really works. It's okay. just like the Cotton Eye Joe. It's really not even up. Like, <laughs> I've never done the Cotton Eye Joe either. Of course not. You too black. <laughs> but well, okay. I'm gonna teach so, y'all Cotton Eye Joe. It's gonna be next podcast. <laughs> all right, but yeah, I'm Cam all the way. Okay. Here's the thing. You're wrong, but okay. Mace washed him. Yeah, that's yes. Mace, 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 Mace. Mace I, I Cam's feel, more important. Mace is the better rapper. No, that's what no, comes down. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Cam is way better rapper. That's and I thought Cam was gonna murder him. Well, also, Cam's on tour right now, so I don't think like the the bars he the bar put this way the bars Cam gave Mace on the album. Yeah, I don't think he was ready for the bars he got back. Yeah, and then his reply, his his reply, Cam's reply was like it was mixed terribly. Oh yes, like, oh, and, and Mace kill your engineer. I, th- I, th- I think Mace. I have a feeling Mace was ready for this for a while. Yeah, like when well when, they go back. Like there's been beef between Mace and Cam. For oh yeah, 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 definitely. Like for a while, and like Mace has some weird his. It makes like it is a weird thing where he got like religious and then like twice. Like, yeah, yeah. My nigga one became a priest, came back to rap and realized he was washed, went back to be a priest, and, and now it's coming back. back with like a hardcore diss track. And he got little, he gotta have something coming out, right? Like he gotta have uh, a project. I, I mean, you would think if now you strike now and drop something, yeah. but uh, I, yeah. I expect to see a Mace project Gen Gen fifteen or so. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, I'm Cam all day. Mace won that I don't know if it's over. Do you Cam think it should be over? I think it should be over. I think Cam's too petty. Cam's gonna continue to jab him. Mace, Mace shouldn't dude, Cam doesn't stop. That's See, dude, I, that dude, I agree with you. Yeah, Cam's gonna continue to go but after But you're you're, you're gonna, supposed to be like you shouldn't like you can't you're not supposed to be really beefing at yeah, forty. Yeah, exactly. And once you like but that's the problem, right? You're right. Mace bodied him. Yeah. So you gotta respond, right? Like yeah. right now it's clearly like one oh yeah. Mace. Yeah. But now it's like, Cam jabbed him, Mace washed him, yeah. Cam replied, everybody agreed that wasn't enough. Yeah. So if you reply a second time, didn't you already lose? Nah. Like, in beef, you gotta go back and forth, right? Yeah. It's, like, the only way you can double down is if you're doubling down the kill. Like, you're back to back on a nigga like Drake, right? Yeah. Like, you gotta double down on the win, not the loss. You can't go L and then put out some other shit like, no, 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 that wasn't that wasn't right yet. Let me let me throw another one out there. That's not gonna work. Nah, Cam's coming back. I guarantee you. Oh, I, I I'm sure he is. I, I just don't know if it's good luck for him. Yeah. I, if, it, if, it, if it's dope, then it's dope. Cam is the coolest Cam may be the coolest person to ever live nah that's not true who's cooler than Cam is cooler than Cam no no Cam Cam had the pink Cam had a whole pink year oh I I remember so there's a kid in my my middle school named Pinky he used to come dress pretty much like Cam on it all all pink everything everything was 4X like the the Jewel Santana double size pink bandana like with the braids like out here full Cam on effect that's my nigga dude no 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 one in the history of the world could pull that off besides Cameron Cameron's cool Cameron if you're talking about top like 10 Coolest people will ever be alive. Like Cameron's got to be up there. All right, hold on, because we're we're an hour ten anyway. Top five coolest rappers ever to live. Okay. That's gonna be our last five top yeah, five. Yeah. We'll, we'll end there. All what's right. your what's your top five coolest rappers ever to live? Cameron's number one. Number one. Cameron's my number one, hands down. Coolest rapper of all time. You give it to Cameron. I'm giving it to Cameron. Uh, after that, boy, I'm confused. Dude, who else is cooler than Cameron? Jay Z. Jay Z, Jay Z's number two. I will give it to Jay Z, number two. 
No, Nas, Nas, I don't give it, I don't give Nas, Nas. I'm, actually, this is a great introspection into your version of cool. Yeah. Uh, Who else is on your list? Cam, Jay, um. Fab's definitely on my list. Fab's my nigga, bro. Hey, we t- can we put, Pac's gotta be on there. Yeah. Pac, oh, okay, actually, Cam, yeah, no. Big, Jay, Pop. Nah, see, like, Big's cool, but Big's not my type of cool. Oh, he doesn't have a flaw. Big is a cool... Like, okay, all right, let me end it. Because I, I guess that... Okay, yeah, do your five. All right, my fifth my fifth coolest rapper of all time. Uh, I don't know. Dylon, 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 Maybe, Dylon. maybe, maybe, uh, maybe T.I., man. Yeah, yo, good call. Maybe T.I., man. I like that. This isn't that a... This isn't that a just not a, a chink in that dude's coolness. So, man. so who's your five? Just to to, to recap. Camp number one. Camp, okay. Uh, big, big, Hove, okay. Pac, and then uh, Ti. Ti's got Ti's probably interesting because those guys don't have much in common at all. Those no, are five very do. different types of cool. They're the they're the guys that can you put them in any room, in any setting. They're not. They're not gonna find a chink. They're not gonna do any corny. They got in the history. They've been of the and obviously big and pop passed early, mm. and so they, before the internet. <laughs> yeah, but like even like big like Jay got kicked in the elevator by his sister in law. Yeah, that and he chink, made that cool. That a chink. Yeah, you may get beat up by your girl's sister. Cool. And, and Cam, Cam, dude, Cam doesn't do anything that's not cool. Like Cam's cool as. Cam may be the cool, one of the coolest people in history. See, Cam's cool to me, but Cam's cool in that, like, yeah, like I feel like Cam just does... See, Cam's cool in a in a, almost a strictly hip-hop childish Gambino way. like Or like a Tyler the Creator way. Like, I don't like Tyler the Creator very well, but like Tyler the Creator's cool dude because Tyler the Creator just does whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah. And, or like Action Bronson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Action Bronson just does whatever Action Bronson wants to do. No, but here's the thing. I feel like Cameron's just doing that better. But no, okay, here's it with make. Yes, you're correct. He does whatever he wants to do, but like he does it with swag and everything he does causes waves. Like, that's fair. Every, like, trend wise, like, that and that may be Ti's only chink that he hasn't set trends. All the other rappers. No, nah, see, I, see, I think that's what makes Ti cool. Ti has been setting trends without ooh, ever ooh, getting credit. It'd be tough between Ti and Jeezy. Jeezy, Jeezy. No, I think Ti's more cool than Jeezy. Personally. Ooh, man, that one dude. I mean, Jeezy's that nigga. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Jeezy, like, no disrespect to Jeezy. Chink, but. That a chink. Jeezy's uh, it, it, Jeezy's like, uh, I guess is, uh, he's the sixth man off the yeah. bench. So. Uh, no, I can respect right. that. All right, who you got? Uh. I'm not, with the exception of Hove, I'm not sure I have anyone else in your top five. Oh, man, I, this is interesting. And I, I think I got a couple, couple of black sheep in there, but I, I think I feel pretty good about it. Uh, high on my list, Royce the Five Nine. One of the coolest niggas, like yeah, he's just been a real nigga doing real nigga shit there's, for like a real chinks, long there's time. Chinks in his armor though. There's like chinks. what? Just the, okay, like he grew up with Eminem. Like Eminem blows up, he starts beefing with Eminem. He had like and won that beef. Mm, debatable on on wax won that beef. Uh, not not career wise, but obviously M is M, and yeah. like obviously he had to make up with M to move ahead. And I guess that was kind of corny. Yeah. But and, like, and I didn't like that. And I didn't. It, okay, so let me ask you this though: Do you think like Nas is corny for like making like good with Jay? No, no, I didn't. I didn't know. I as knowing like the situation that happened with 
him and M, and he's admitted to it that he he, he was, was wrong. Yeah. yeah, he was wrong. But that's what I mean. He was a grown ass man. But he did that shit not corny. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's some this. I love I love Royce to Five Nine. Like I think he's one of the most underrated lyricists that oh, yeah. ever, ever lived. I just think and there was some in the beginning. Right now, I think he's at his cool. He's like. He's matured. Like his last album. That's fair. I guess younger Royce right. was different. But younger ah, Royce. Well, that's no, a chink. That's a chink. I'll, I'll stop looking chink. for black right, sheep. Right, I'll, right, I'll, right, right. No, we'll give you Jay. Jay's on my list. Fab is a no brainer to me. Uh, Fab, 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 Fabulous Fab might be the, like the coolest. All that dude has moved through every era of music yeah. flawlessly. Has put out. And it's weird because people knock Fab for like not having like hit hits, mm-hmm. but like no, Fab. That's what I mean. But Fabulous stays with a top twenty record. Yeah, it yeah. might not be a top five record every time or a top three record. Yeah. Fabulous got a top twenty record out every time of year, every year yeah, for, like for as long as I've been alive. Yeah. you know what I mean. And it, like he switched up from like fucking throwbacks and diamond watches to skinny jeans and like tunics. And yeah. It looks good and everything. My nigga's always in the freshest. And rock the chip too for man long. Where right. the chip too smile back and every bitch yeah. from you know twenty inch rims to showing up on a Tesla yeah. like my nigga does it all flawlessly yeah. and I just like I'm amazed at people who stay with the times and don't look corny for it yeah. and like you can't beat that to me so yeah, can. Can. yeah. so yeah so Fab's on there Jay's on there I'm gonna throw out one that a lot of people are gonna debate mm-hmm. and especially a lot of my old hip hop head people Vince Staples man that nigga's the coolest nigga in the world to me mm-hmm. I, I'm a fanboy out about a nigga who's younger than me Vince Staples is the coolest I, dude I in the like, world I like Vince Staples I don't know he's not he has some like he's like like I don't know he's he says some he's he's super himself and I respect that and and he's like honest and like but he does some things that like I'm saying ah, like I can agree with that I can't get on board with that I'm like um, what <sighs> some of the statements he's made I, I can't think of some uh, oh like uh, like some of the shit he said about like like respecting older hip hop and shit. Yeah, like, like, I didn't like Did you that. see his forum on that? Like, he, he was on a forum discussion with, like, Raekwon, a bunch of people on the, I forget, uh, ComplexCon, maybe, like, a year or two ago. Uh-huh. And he's, like, sat down and he, like, explained all that shit. And he was like, and, listen. And then him and Raekwon. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw Yeah, that, that, so, that's, yeah that's what I mean. It's like, he, it's like, I respect that, but, like, not for nothing, like, when, when I was 16, that oh, music was 20 years old. You know what I mean? Snoop Dogg should have been on my list. My bad. Yeah, that I mean. Been, all right, my bad. Snoop, Snoop may be, like, in a different category, though. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like. But no, okay. Snoop's on a level of cool. You, I don't. You remind me of West Coast. Okay, all right. Finish. But so yeah, so Vince Staples definitely. I just like I've never met somebody so sure of themselves and who they want to be yeah. at such a young age. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I think what's coolest about that is like he's not like some weird nigga like trying to like step on. No, I'm staking my claim in this weird like genre of rap. Like mm-hmm. Vince Staples makes all types of music. Yeah, you know what I mean. He makes alternative. He makes R and B. He makes dance music. He makes electro. But he raps. Yeah. Like, as well as any rapper who's out today, okay. if not better. Okay, here's Machinka and, and, and the Vince Staples argument. If you drop, if you're in, let's say, Beverly Hills and there, and everyone, it's all white crowd, and you drop Vince Staples in that. No, I got. He's I got, not gonna fit. No, I've. Tw- and, I, that, and you, he's you, not gonna. You don't know Vince Staples' catalog like that. I'm telling you, I've, I have twelve Vince Staples records. For okay, that. okay. I just. That, that's why I, I think it's so makes, cool. I think Vince, Vince, Sta- Sta- Vince Staples has a record for this, almost. Though. The only thing Vince Staples doesn't have a record for is a nightclub. No, I, I said no. If you drop him as the perfect. Oh, the person in some setting here and be like, I don't really want to hang out with this guy. I and I feel like for Jay, for for Ti, for like can't you're everyone's. They just have this aura where like everyone's like, dude, I just want like. So here, here's where I'll flip that on its head. 
I agree with you, mm. but I think some of the coolest people in the world mm. that is true of, and the people who feel that way just aren't cool enough to get it. And I know how elitist that sounds, uh, but I think of a guy like Andre 3000. Mm. You could put Andre 3000 in a lot of rooms where nobody wants to interact with Andre 3000. Because Andre 3000 is a real weird dude. Yeah. Andre 3000 is absolutely on my well, list. I think that Andre 3000 is one yeah, of the coolest think, niggas alive. I think that eccentric element kind of takes away from your overall just like being my thing about and I think we may have different definitions of cool okay actually I I have this like this 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 you have to have the the full crossover the full not even like crossover but that you can maneuver through these different atmospheres and you can still be you have this aura about you you're like you're like like this this gravity where people are no matter where and that's Jay Jay do you can put Jay on with like on Leno on uh, so, Arsenio Hall so and, I'll, I'll make you a perfect comparison in the project Jay, this, Jay. this is who I think Vince Staples is by comparison mm-hmm. Marshawn Lynch mm-hmm. e- no one got Marshawn Lynch mm-hmm. for a decade yeah. right like everybody just thought Marshawn Lynch was like a pissed off quiet uneducated thug who just ran niggas over mm-hmm. In the past three years, all of white America has now come to beloved. Yeah. And Marshawn Lynch is the coolest guy ever, right? right? Yeah. That's going to be Vince Staples right. in eight years. Respect. When people understand Stand who him. Vince Staples is, he'll be the coolest guy all ever. Right. I, I, I will give you a check back in a few years. Yeah. Vince Staples may make also, my list. Also, official Vince Staples dick rider fan yeah, club. Man. Vince Staples, you're <laughs> up in Boston. You better come on my motherfucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, who you got? So, I got Fab, I got Jag, of Vince Staples. Uh, you're making me really question putting Andre 3000 on there. So I'm I'm a. You can throw three stacks on there. I'm gonna shoot three stacks. Nah, cause I'm I'm gonna make another interesting Southern pick instead. Cause I like Ti, I like Andre three stacks, but my personal guy who I think is like one of the. Nah, he's done too much corny shit. I was gonna say Ludacris. I I think Ludacris would be the coolest person to hang out with and party with. Yeah. But. He's done so corny. He is like a goofball. Like, but you know what that, I like about Ludacris? You'd be like, dude, this is the funniest dude ever. But like, if you're getting, if you're like, yo, like I need like, if I gotta go to the hood, I gotta go to the project. Nah, let me call Cam or like, like yeah. Yeah. he's that. He's cool. No, so he's, no, cool I think- to, he's cool to us. But I feel like if like you throw him like with no money, no nothing, mm. and you throw him in like. The projects of like. A I mean, you said like Lucas wasn't a project nigga. Like Lucas yeah, came up on the hood, like became yeah, a radio guy, I, and then like got on as a rapper later. Yeah, I just feel like Ludacris is like a good kid, and then like. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. You can tell. Like, and there's nothing wrong. With, I guess like there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just talking. That's my measure of coolness. How you maneuver through these environments yeah. is. It's All like, right. I would probably have the same issues as Lucas. Like you throw me in like you know Marcy's projects, I'm be like, hey, I don't want to be here. Like, see, <laughs> I, I, I guess like what I find cool about people like that, and mm-hmm. I guess this is something like. I, I aspire to be better at and I mm-hmm. like I try try pretty hard at being able to maneuver all these different circles. Mm-hmm. It's like how do you stay being a good person maneuvering those worlds, right? How do, how do you command the respect of drug dealers without selling drugs? How do you command the respect of presidents without being involved in politics, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think like people like Ludacris, people like Vince Staples, people like Fabulous, mm-hmm. like in all different ways, people like Jay for it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have that ability. And that's that's what I think is cool. Yeah. It's like Luda never really changed up. He's been him. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, to your point about Ti, I also think that's what's cool about Ti. Oh, uh, yes, 
uh, me and my brother have that discussion all the time. Yeah. My brother loves Ludacris. My yeah. brother, my brother's a thirty-year-old man who like lives out in the woods and wants nothing to do with other human beings. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, give a fuck about the hood. Trust me. You know what I mean? Wants well, nothing yeah. to do with gangster rap. Shout but out fuck to your it, brother because I think about that every day. He's giving me a tiny house and just living out in the middle of nowhere off the grid. Oh yeah, man. that's uh, yeah. not a tiny yeah. house, but like that's my brother's dream of a big ass house in the woods. Do you, no, do you see those tiny? Houses? Oh yeah, that's another topic. Yeah. it's dope, man. Uh, so I got Luda. I got. Uh, Vince Stables, Fab, uh, Jay, mm, and I, no, I, no, I'm a Cabo because you left him off your list. And I have to put him. I'm taking Snoop. Snoop's the coolest Snoop, guy of all yeah, time. Snoop, yeah. Snoop is Black Willie Nelson. Dude, yeah, Snoop. Everybody likes Snoop. I don't care who you are. Yeah, like Snoop. Snoop's in the White House Snoop. and also threatening the president's yeah. life. Like Dude, that's Snoop Dogg. And Snoop may be like Cam's on that list, but Snoop maybe he's one of the coolest people who ever walked. Yeah. There. Ooh, ooh. Can I make an honorable mention yeah. of a cool nigga who also does corny shit, but is still somehow very cool? Yeah, who's that? Diddy. Diddy's done some of the corniest things of all time, yeah. but is still, like, honorable mention coolest yeah. rappers, coolest hip-hop figures of all he time. Has to, he has to be in the conversation uh, of cool, cool hip-hop. Just cool people in general. That's what I mean. You have to expand. He does some questions. He goes through like, okay, bad boy era. Like he was a cool I mean, person. Yeah, come on, in, in the ain't, no, ain't nobody yeah, yeah. fucking Diddy dog. Yeah, come on, exactly. But I'm from yeah. Boston. I hate New York niggas. Diddy dog. Does his chink started when like the locks started attacking him? It's oh, like, yeah. oh, I mean, God, there's a lot locks, man. Go leave the locks alone, man. Just like, what are you all right, whatever. All right, but yeah, you gotta have Diddy. Diddy, Diddy's. Definitely on the in the conversation. All right, so there's our last five top five coolest people of all time in hip hop. Uh, collectively, I think we got Jay Z slash Snoop Dogg at a one A one B type situation as people yeah. who can maneuver everywhere. From there on down, it's very varied. Yeah. Got a little West Coast with Tupac and Vince Staples going yeah. a little New Age, a little yeah. old school. Got a little Southern with uh, I mean, Tupac, T.I. Ludacris, Smash Madonna. And I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean at Madonna's That's peak, pr- you know. Vince Staples ain't that cool. I'll tell you that. Vince yeah. Staples is not fucking Madonna esque. Yeah. Not peakness. Not peak. I nah. mean, that's like smashing. He might fuck Madonna now. <laughs> and Jay Z smashing Beyonce. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. Wiped dog. up. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, like Jay Z may be the only nigga that cool to somehow still that's, date up. That's how cool they are. Like yeah. Biggie and Faith. Like how cool? How cool do you have to be to look like Biggie and pull Faith? That's and what I mean. Lil Kim. Come on, man. See, Faith, Faith is more impressive to me than Little Kim, just because like Little Kim like had some, came up like, with it. And yeah, it's like Faith was just like, bro, like that was like they loved each other. That was pretty. Yeah. I like that shit. But anyway, like, I'll leave off. Yeah. Man. Anyway, uh, so that's our last five top five. Uh, show us with all the people y'all think are cool that we left off this list. Uh, and I don't know. We'll probably rehash this some other time uh, so that we can do non hip hop related people involved too. Uh, anything else you got before we out to the podcast? Uh, no, man, that's it, man. We've all at about an hour and a half, so we wasted enough of y'all people's time. Fair um, enough. It's been a fun ninety minutes. Uh, as always, you rock with the best known unknown podcast on the internet. It's the lovely Late to Work podcast. We here at episode sixteen. I hope y'all love everything about it. If you're looking to find us online together, you can search us Late to Work with the numeral two on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at underscore Late to Work on Twitter or emails at Late to Work Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we are going to be starting a couple segments here in the next month or so, uh, taking some people's questions, emails, comments, anything like that. So definitely get in touch. Want to hear from y'all. Uh, if you're looking for my man Chris, tell him where you can find Chris. 
Uh, only Chris Allen on Twitter, which I never tweet, but you know, maybe if you guys follow me, I tweet some more. Uh, Instagram. He will, I promise. I tweeted him and yeah. he tweeted me back. Dude, just slide into my DMs, man. Send me some titties or something. You know, I did I, not slide into his DMs. <laughs> nor do but, I have titties to show you. But uh, yeah, man, that's where you can find me. Holla at me. Only Chris Allen at Gmail. You want to shoot me an email or something like that. Holla at me. We're answering questions. So yeah, that's it, man. Cool. Uh, you can find me at mgainer22 or at mlgainer22, depending on what platform you want. Uh, track me down, find me on Facebook, whatever you guys want to do. Hit us up. Like I said, uh, please, emails, comments, all that stuff always helps. Uh, also, if you uh, want to book only Chris Allen, you can hit him at the Gmail he gave us or at our, our podcast email. More than happy to get uh, on any shows y'all want us to be on. So look forward to hearing back from all of y'all. Uh, don't be a dickhead and have a great weekend. All right. Don't be a dick. Peace. Peace.